0: parents know that you listen to the evil rock music. You're an American teenager, for God's sake. Welcome to Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. Episode 2, First Day. In today's episode, we're going to talk about firsts. We'll be discussing the music from season 1, Episode 2, The Lorelei's First Day at Chilton. We'll hear from Stars Hollow first-timer and musician, Sydney Barnett. As always, I'll share what's spinning in Stars Hollow this week. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, it's time for Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. firsts. We've all had them. First steps, first words, first day of school, first date. Life is pretty much a series of firsts. As a fan of Gilmore Girls, you probably know just how many of Rory's firsts we get to see in season one alone. I wonder what Rory's first words would have been. Pop-tart, coffee, Lorelei? Who knows? I wish that things like that were easy to research on the internet and I'd give you a solid answer, but I just don't know. Amy Sherman Palladino hasn't answered that question for us yet. Maybe we'll get lucky enough in the reboot. There'll be a flashback to when Rory was a baby. I remember my first day of high school. I was terrified. Why wouldn't I be? I didn't go to a private school. I had to choose an outfit, I had to do my hair. I had to figure out makeup, which was completely new to me. Being 14 and being forced into a societal ritual where you have to be comparing yourself to girls who are four years older than you during puberty is really not fair, especially as a girl. I think Rory got pretty lucky going to a place like Chilton. One of her major decisions, what to wear, was already decided for her.
1: And we get to wear uniforms. No more having people check you out to see what jeans you're wearing, because everyone's dressed alike in boring clothes and just there to learn. Okay, there's academic-minded, and then there's almond. Funny. Thank you.
0: I'm just glad there was not a Paris Geller at my high school. I mean, I guess years later in college, she might have become one of my best friends, but I'll never know. Oh, sorry. I guess I should have said spoiler alert. But I do assume that most of the people listening to this podcast are very familiar with the sequence of events in Gilmore Girls. And as my guest from the last episode said, it's really hard to spoil anything in this show. It's really not a cliffhanger. There's not a lot of stuff that happens that's super surprising or a plot twist. It's really just about the characters. So this is the first and last time I will give you a spoiler alert. But speaking of Paris, let's just listen to how she's introduced in the show. Oh, I'm Paris. I didn't see you there. Where'd you come from? I know who you are too. Lorelai Gilmore from Stars Hollow. You can call me Rory. Are you going out for the Franklin? The what? Nice innocent act. At least I know you're not going out for drama club. I'm confused. The Franklin, the school paper, are you going out for it? I don't know, I have to find my locker first. I'm gonna be editor next year. Well, good for you. I'm also the top of the class and I intend to be valedictorian when I graduate. Okay, I'm going now. You'll never catch up, you'll never beat me. The school is my domain, and the Franklin is my domain. And don't you ever forget that. For those of you watching the show for the first time, I guess you'll have to wait and see if Paris is one of those characters that's beloved as well as respected. So episode two has a little bit less music than the pilot did, which is understandable. That's usually how it goes in season one of shows like this. We've still got some really important things going on in episode two. During the opening scene before the credits, we see Lorelai painting the toenails of Rory and Lane Kim runs across the yard waving a CD in the air. This is really important to note because it's the first time we see Lane Kim giving recommendations to both Rory and Lorelai and both of them are eating it up. They race inside to hear what Lane has brought over. (laughs) In episode 1, we really only got an inference that Lane was interested in music because of her t shirt that she wears when she's talking to Rory about the hayride, and because she talks about how her parents weren't going to understand that she listens to Eminem. XTC's I'm the Man Who Murdered Love from Apple Venus Volume 2 is a far cry from caring about Eminem. He hadn't
1: worked it
0: Wasp Star, Apple Venus Vol. 2 is the 14th and final album from English rock band XTC. This song was the only track released as a single, which may explain why Lane initially plays this song when they run inside, as opposed to Playground which is the first song on the CD. Next song we hear is as Lorelai drives Rory to school through the town square. It's Sam Phillips with I Don't Know How to Say Goodbye to You. dialogue that can be seen in the episode during this song was cut from the episode after the original airing so when you watch it on netflix or on dvd you can't hear what Lorelai is saying but thanks to some really in-depth fans like ourselves you can go online and read what Lorelai is saying surprisingly enough she was mostly ranting about how she's never going to make plans again and how she really needs some coffee This song is the second track from Phillips' fifth studio album, The Indescribable Wow, and her first album under the name Sam Phillips instead of Leslie Phillips. A lot of the time on Gilmore Girls, unexpected songs will show up from the minor characters. Miss Patty is one of my favorite. In the early seasons, it's a lot of classics and standards such as the one we see in this episode.
2: Visualize, ladies. It's a Thanksgiving Day parade. You're standing on Fifth Avenue. There's a hundred beautiful boys marching in place behind you. And there you are. You are out in front with your fabulous legs and your perfect dush. Your baton is on fire and the crowd goes nuts. Okay, cookie time.
0: This song is, of course, Stars and Stripes Forever from famed composer John Philip Sousa. It was made the official National March of the United States of America by an act of Congress in 1987. Lucky for us, in later episodes, some of Miss Patty's more adventurous students choose some more unique music. But we won't get into that now. I don't want to spoil anything for you first-timers. This week, my guest is Sydney Barnett. She's a drummer of Heavenly Creatures and one of the founding members of the sister duo, Shy Show.
2: So I found out about a lot of the music that I'm into and about a lot of the bands that um, I really like through my dad, who, um, you know, I grew up, he would, like, take me to shows and, and, like, burn me CDs and stuff. Um, And he was always, like, the lane in my life, you know? I can remember uh, him pulling me out of school in, like, second grade so that we could go to the Dead Milkmen reunion show. And it was like a really big deal we were like front and center for the show and it was like really exciting um, and I think that like that that excitement and that um, you know like just being like very like joyful and excited about music um, I could definitely see that like in my dad and in Lane and in anyone really who like appreciates music in that and in, in a very like sincere way <laughs>
1: Go stand, dance to a dress like Minnie Pearl Just you and me, punk rock girl
0: Sydney and her younger sister started a band when they were very young. It was called Shy Show.
2: Ohio man randomly attacked to beaten at the laundromat And I think there's I irony somewhere in there Going to clean your...
0: Their parents are really excited and like to support them in any way they could. Their dad had a way to support them that was all his own.
2: At our first show, um, our dad dressed in a gorilla costume to try and like herd people into like the tent where we were playing. Um, So much like, you know, Lorelei and her Daisy Dukes, Uh, my father. Was wearing not Daisy Dukes, but a gorilla costume, which is like either equally or like slightly less embarrassing. I don't really know. At the time, it was super cool because I was like eight and like was super into it. Um, (laughs) But looking back, it was definitely, it's very funny. It's a great story. Hopefully, Rory would have seen like her mom wearing like booty shorts to school as, as a funny story later, you know?
0: It's seven. I don't even think of finishing that sentence.
2: What? Nothing. I just didn't know the rodeo was in town. Alright, that's it. I'm bringing the baby pictures. No! I'm sorry! I love the rodeo! The rodeo rules! So I grew up in a very conservative Christian homeschooling circle. Um, I wasn't brought up in like a conservative Christian household, but um, I was homeschooled. And, you know, the circles we ran in were very conservative. And I went to... It was a homeschool swim and gym class at the local YMCA. And I had this friend there who I would like sneak CDs to. So I remember I gave her like a Dressy Bessie CD and like a Good Charlotte CD. And I was like, oh man, you're going to love these. Like they're so great. great best bands ever, whatever. And... Um, And it went on like that for months. Like, we would just, like, I'd send her, like, CDs in this, like, secret CD case she would, like, keep in the bottom of her bag. And, like, she had to hide them from her family because, you know, they might not accept it or they might think it was, like, satanic or something, Um, which is, you know, ridiculous to you and me. But it was, like, very real at the time. Um, And I know that that's the case for, like, so many uh, people growing up in those communities and, and other, um, you know, like religious communities or like sheltered communities. But yeah, so this friend, like, definitely we would like be very secretive about the music. I could definitely see her like hiding CDs under her floorboards, like Lane or something similar. Let's talk about
0: Sydney Barnett of A Shy Show, and she can be heard playing drums on the track that was just heard. That's Heavenly Creatures with your record collection. for Spinning in Stars Hollow where I give you recommendations for new music that you might not have heard of before based on the songs that appeared in this episode. You can always find all of these songs and more in my show notes at GilmoreGirlsSoundtrack.wordpress.com. Up first this week we have The Smiths with Please 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 Let Me Get What I Want.
1: Good times for a change
0: the this song was released in 1984 and has been used in numerous films and TV shows. Morrissey still performs the song today with just one altered lyric. Please,
1: please, please let me, let me, let me, let me get what I want this time. Had a dream in a long time See, the life I've had can make
0: a good man. Next up is the first single from the fifth album of the UK band Squeeze Black Coffee in Bed.
1: Now I've got myself lost I was writing to tell you that my feelings tonight
0: Squeeze might be better known for their hit single, Tempted, but this song really showcases their unique quality of songwriting. This song comes from New York songwriter Laura Stevenson, who was a former keyboard player for the musical collective, Bomb the Music and
1: lack of real sleep, and Ask me if I'm to speak, cause my words make history.
0: This song, The Pretty One, is a great example of the capabilities of the singer. Her voice is so beautiful i included her because of the sam phillips song in this episode laura stevenson has a really unique voice and if you're looking to get into some new female singer-songwriters laura stevenson is a really great place to start I just, I'm speechless. I love this song so much, her voice is just, ugh. that's it for this time. Thanks for joining me on my second episode of Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. To check out the show notes, go to gilmoregirlssoundtrack.wordpress.com. Be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram, and you can subscribe to the podcast at gilmoregirlssoundtrack.soundcloud.com. And I'll see you next week. Now I'll play you out with a little bit more Laura Stevenson.